Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. So live on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. We have new mics. Oh, there being still no on-off cough, even though the bass is really I made substantial. The, I made the, the bass really would support on-off cough. No, it's just a it's a beautiful bass to cover foam. It's like Darth Vader's helmet. It really is a yeah. Darth helmet situation. Yeah. It's a girthy bass. It, it, that's exactly the word I used. Did you? Yes. I miss you. Yes, same. I miss you. Same. Yeah. The country wasn't the same. You were gone. The Hulk was gone. Two great Americans missing. We were we were less we were lesser because of it. The but whole thing went back. to hell. It all went to hell. Unbelievable. Yeah, this base is nice. Weather's fantastic. You guys got to oh play a little golf God. when I was gone. I'm I'm sure. I did get ten holes in over the weekend. With did the you? Kid. I did. It was a. Uh, That's got to be dropping place. Was, it right? was a slog. Played well. Very pleased with that. Although not, not good enough, not not well enough to beat the kid. I was even through ten. Three birdies, three par, uh, three bogeys, four pars. But the kid was too tough. He's his his um his golfing reputation just continues to grow. Well, uh, he's, his he's, greatness. Listen, when you're when you're getting shots and you made, I think he made four pars and a birdie in the Hold ten on. holes, and he's getting shot in every hole. See, maybe he doesn't should, need to be getting the shots anymore. As the well. See, this is it's what the handicap said. Hold on, now this I'm is where I'm handicaps. at on this, like. And he's already played in Florida this year. This is a girl's first yeah. time out. Yeah, I it's feel like, like a I, little bit of I'm not gonna reparation still, should be given. Like I didn't play to my standards. I played well. I just don't know if his handicap matches his skill set based on my experience seeing him play. It 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 does. His issue it, it typically, if like if it would be that he didn't make enough pars, but when he makes pars again, he can hit every shot. I mean, he hit on our last hole. We both birdied the hole, so I lose to a birdie. He hit a five wood from two sixteen to about three inches. I mean, it was one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's one of the greatest golf shots of all right. time. Yeah, same, yeah sometimes you just tip your cap. But enough about that. Who cares? This weather, it's trash. But you were in great weather. You I were was down there. Give us the rundown, baby. And you were off. You By s- the way, you were just you were there. You were every now and then we'd maybe get like a word or two from you once every like three days, a little just a quick check in. Yeah, but you were present. God bless you. Beautiful. Yeah, I was off. Uh, off the off the mechanism um i uh i made two i told just before the show i made two deals with the blonde by the way happy anniversary of the blonde today 13 years today. happy we, anniversary we to see both yeah. of you yeah, we've made it we've done that you're a we've part of that. that that's true takes two um so um one of the two things i said was she goes promise me two things number one do not be you don't need to be, be on your phone which i normally am not when i go on vacation i shut it down like yeah. i'm off of it i leave it in the room i don't i don't other than pictures that's it um, it was easier down there because there's obviously no cellular, so you either were you're you're kind of stuck, um, and then you would try to hook onto Wi-Fi if you needed to or whatever. But sure. for the most part, I just use it for pictures. That was it. So that was easy. The other thing she said was, please don't look because you know, and these type of resorts, when you turn on the TV, you get is it folio? The the yes, your folio, the sure. folio. So it, you know, you can see what are we doing? What's our damage for the course of the day? She goes, promise me you won't look at that. Yeah, don't. Good idea. I didn't. I didn't look at that. I also. Um, Upon receiving the final bill, um, only just went to the bottom and just 
said, well, I'm going to try not to think about that for a while either. Memories are priceless. That's, that's what you got to tell yourself. We got a lot of great ones. We got a lot of great So let's talk about those. Let's do we want to start positives or negatives? Let's start positives. I knew you'd do that. Yeah. yeah. I the, give me the good news. On enthusiasm. Yeah, give me the good The place news. is unbelievable. Like it's the, amazing. The hard thing is that we were at Atlantis. It's good. I don't know how you're ever going to beat it as like a spring break venue because it really has everything. So you get – so the boys, you know, Bootsy swimming with dolphins is a scene uh, in and of itself. He thrived in many ways as much as a child can thrive. Uh, water put, slide updates. I'll put the first Friday image of him. Uh, there are many uh, yeah. images like that that just happened in nature. Yeah. Of just his thriving. Unfettered. Were, um, he and I rode the rapid river, not so much lazy, and he was quick to correct me on that. Anytime people would say, are you guys going to go ride the lazy river? He would be quick to say, no, no, rapid river. I told you that there's nothing lazy about that river. <laughs> the other thing that upon riding the rapid river is I remembered your story and your images. So you showed me an image of a man whose backside was bruised, back was bruised. Completely purple. Here's what happened. This was the key to the Rapid River. You have got to have an inner tube that is fully inflated. And you have got to have the presence of mind to lift the hiney up. That's the only chance you have. Well, you got so to stay in it, too. You cannot get – you can't be messing with other people. Now. No, no, no. You can't – you need to stay in that, too. You stay in it. And my hunch is you guys it. got rowdy. People were getting a little rowdy. And a guy jumped in a tube in the midst of the Rapid River. And then you start hitting those concrete where the rapids are created – that's I totally see how that's that where my scar on my knee and my ankle came from. I we weren't even getting that rowdy, but, you know, we had a bunch of us together and yep. then somebody goes up and their tube gets under your tube. You're done. And then you get knocked out. And then now you're underwater getting shoved into concrete. I can't believe that it still exists. So it still exists in the it way still exists. It's nuts. It still exists. Um, it thrives. Oh, it's great. There was uh, at one point there. I did see a woman whose daughter had heard her jaw screaming oh, at yeah. one of the workers saying manager now manager now as if like. Like, I think we all know what we're signing up for. Like, it's going to be pretty chaotic. Um, so, so those things happen. So we did ride the Rapid River. So the, the, there were so many positives. The one thing I will say is the heartbreak of Bootsy was real. <clears throat> so I have three boys. Uh, one is sort of cautious, sort of wild. The middle one is extremely cautious. I was very proud of Beamsy. He ended up riding most of the slides. Um, but Bootsy, upon realization that he was not 48 inches, started to click what was happening so he's about 46 so i thought you know what let's give it a go like let's just give it a go let's see what happens like i got him one of the wristbands it says you are like let's move it along let's see what we can do and we get all the way up there and we get in line and the guy points to the thing and i just looked at the guy and i go yeah come on come on come one on trip. and i just i did eh, one eh, come on it's one time bootsy What's going to hurt? Did What's we try the, the aqua socks? Did we try the lifts? We did. We tried. We didn't. We have an aqua. There wasn't enough. I mean, a two-inch lift's a big lift. Um, I had him wear his Crocs up once. Um, and, like, the dismay. The only thing that I can think in his life that has been more melancholy was when uh, the mascot, when we were at the Browns game, when we were at our uh, game, yeah. and then he thought the mascot was coming to see him. And Chomps, it's, Chomps went the other way. Yeah. Like that. And I took I mean, an image of that. Like, upon realizing he wasn't 48, like, just – crestfallen yeah so the way i made it up is i said let's go to the rapid river and the one thing he loves more than anything in the world is arcades so while the others were riding slides i said let's go ride some arcades buddy let's do it so we did like an hour and a half he and i in the arcade and he loved it so that was fine so it was good but we get now we're gonna have to go back at 48 the hard thing is it's never going to be topped because it kind of has something for everything for everybody of course 
there's no great... place else. I was trying to think if there's any other place where you can have absurd accommodations, great meals, you can gamble, and all the stuff for the kids. Yeah, it's a great resort. It's unbelievable. There's a reason why it is. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it was built to be that. It was built to be the great, the greatest resort, period. Yeah, and I think it probably is. I think it probably checks all those boxes. Yeah. So it was great. The only part, right, you just have the necessary means and necessary means from a big sure. house. <laughs> Otherwise. I, I don't love the idea of an extra 15, uh, a 15% gratuity on everything. Automatic. And then extra gratuity. So then, like, if I'm buying a water and it's 1995 and I get 15% gratuity on that, and then in addition to that, then it's like they ask for more gratuity. Or haven't we done it? By the way, what you just said right there may have just gone over some people's heads when I say buy a water for 19. That, that you're, I know you're slightly exaggerating, not much. but not much. Not much. Not for like the bigger carton one. Yeah. I want to say that was 12 bucks For water. Guy, for water. Which I could use today. And this will get into the negative side of the trip. So all of that was great. We had no problem with the health spaces. You never need to leave. I mean, never. Yeah, it's perfect. No. Oh, uh, Gibbe, huge. So a little run down, though, because it was a long trip. So no problem with health visas. Mass mandatory everywhere, apparently only for people in, from the Bahamas. Nobody else. Nobody checked for a vax card. Nobody checked for nothing. Like you just freewheeling. Like okay. old world. It was beautiful. Loved it. I am always nervous with the flight stuff because I've been hit a lot. And I know you've been hit a lot, and this is not a good time no. for the airlines. It's been a very, very bad And time. I get it. And I take extraordinary measures to eliminate any sort of issue that maybe I would have in creating the problems. Like, I put an extra day on this trip because there was a direct flight from Cleveland to Nassau. Yep. I paid for an extra day at the resort just so I could fly direct. That's the type of precautions yes. I'll take. Smart. Smart. So, comes time to fly home. Forever to get through security, fine. I get it. We're on. I get this notification. You're going to have to divert through Miami on the way home. So we Wait, had to fly what? through Newark. So Nassau, Miami, Newark, Cleveland was the path. Um, and I got to the gate, and I said, what's going on with this? I, I saw this on the app. Where were you originally thinking you were flying? From there straight Nassau, to Cleveland? Nassau, Newark, Cleveland on Always the way back. There was no direct gotcha. on the way home okay. or else. Okay. I would have stayed an extra six weeks if, that's, if I could have got a direct. So they said, well, there's not enough, not enough. Uh, there wasn't enough fuel in the Bahamas for We didn't think there was enough fuel in the Bahamas for us to get from Nassau to Newark to load all these planes, so we're, we're going to have to divert. So then they say, wait, what? But actually, we miscalculated, and there's plenty of fuel, so we're not going to have to divert. So, okay, crisis averted. Awesome. Fantastic. We're in the flight, and I, I'm the app, the United app, and I always usually fly them. I, I get an alert. It's a red exclamation point your flight's been canceled newark to cleveland canceled okay my wife's like look the other thing was that i'm sure it'll be we'll be we're gonna be fine i'm like no, no. i don't think i don't no. think we are gonna be I, fine um that's what i'm glasses has empty, half empty you're not gonna be fine and they don't care and they will not care one bit and this to what you just said is where we are now and this is the disappointing part so about an hour and a half in the flight i'm frantically all right so flight canceled what can i do so you can't talk to anybody so you're messaging people with United through this through this app. Yep. And so they send me to somebody, and she's and it's all right. You're you're between uh, the fourth and tenth caller. It'll take anywhere between ten and thirty minutes for us to respond. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a pretty wide gap. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, boy. that's not much of a target area, Ugh. right? At least so, this was the way back and not the flight there that got canceled. That's why I did the direct, to prevent all of this. Mm-hmm. So then I say, well, so she finally gets to me, tells me what the problem is. The Wi-Fi is going in and out because, of course, it is on the stupid plane. So we're going to have to send you to international. What? Oh, really? You're gonna say, I could, there's not a, a domestic person who could fix this? Okay. No, no, no. International. I don't like the sound of that. Nor did I. So then I go through the rundown. Record locator, all this. You guys have all lived this. So then the guy goes, look, there's really nothing we can do. Your flight's been canceled. I said, yeah, I know. I said, what am I supposed to do? He's like, see a gate agent when you get there. Download the app. I said, I'm talking to you on the app. What do you mean download the app? How do you think I'm communicating with you, Bob? What are we doing? I land in Newark. This makes me upset. Yeah. <clears throat> land in Newark at three, right around three o'clock. If you have seen the Normandy launch in Band of Brothers or the first scene of Save It Private Ryan, you've seen Newark Airport on sun, on Friday. That's what it was. It was just a sea of humanity sprinting. Yeah. Chaos. Because flights have been canceled all over the country for like the last 72 hours. Because no one, they couldn't, they can't handle, they can't handle spring break. Apparently it's been going on for a month. So an entire flight from Newark to Cleveland was canceled. There are four more flights to Cleveland. So being a savvy traveler, I go, the best chance I have to talk to an actual human is to go to a gate where they've just land, loaded a plane, so there's no one at the gate, because that, that's your bet. Don't go to the gate you're supposed to go to. God forbid they're not helping you because they have chaos. Yep. So go there, go to the clubs. Those are the two best places you have. Brilliant. I go to both of those places. They tell me two different messages, neither one of which is, Helpful. oh, we've rebooked, we've rebooked you. Correct. They tell me nothing. So the clock not even is, in the club. Not even in the club. Couldn't rebook me. Nothing. Nothing. She's like, I got you on standby for the four o'clock because there weren't five seats. Of course. Yeah. So I go to the I go to the standby flight at four o'clock. There are twenty five names on the standby. Not one of them starts with B I S. Not one. Like I was even telling Amy, like if you and a couple of the boys can go, get home. I'll stay with the oldest and we'll sort it out. Yep. So, tick tock, tick tock. Here we go. So at about four o'clock, after about an hour of this, realizing I'm getting nowhere, I told I told Amy, I said, We're driving. She goes, she goes, What? You're yeah. gonna drive? I Eight said, hours. I said, totally Honey, doable. There is no flight. There's four more flights this afternoon that are all oversold. The one gate agent that was honest with me said, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not I don't have five available seats all day tomorrow morning either. The hey, best you, were- you can hope for is standby. Saturday afternoon. And in the old days, you used to have the ability, because I not worked in the airline industry, but consulted for the airline industry, they would do this thing called fimming, where they would be yeah, like, you know what? That's right. We're not good on United, but there's five seats on the Delta flight. We're just going to put you on that. And they don't do that anymore. No. They do none of that. They're no. not interested in that in the least. And in fact, they don't care to be like, oh, well, we'll give you your money. They, they no, don't no, care no. about any of it. No. Too bad. And in fact, they've eliminated the human beings. That's so right. that because who would want to deal with a bunch of people, 250 people on no. various flights canceled. So they've eliminated that the bare minimum of humans in the airport. They want you to do everything on the app through this these QR codes, all this nonsense. So that's I, smart. Did you guys drive? So finally, I, I got on the app. I just want to make sure my bags would get home. Yeah. So I said I get on the thing and I said, I just want to make sure that these bags go to Cleveland. If you tell me these bags go to Cleveland, I'm gone and I'm going to go rent a car and I'm going to drive. And the guy goes, you're safe to leave. They'll go to Cleveland. The guy from United. And I screenshotted it, saved it, all of that. So I went down to the to the rental car, get down there, Enterprise Avis will not do one way. 
That's I, we ran into that as well. Mm-hmm. Now I knew that there was one that did because I was on the Amex app and I'm like trying to book a one way and I knew that Hertz had cars, but the one car they had was a small one. So we go down there and the guy behind the desk, there was a nice lady who helped me and a guy behind the desk. And I said, look, I got three kids. My flight has been canceled. I'm going to drive from Newark to Cleveland. Do you have a seven seater car so that these kids can drive across Pennsylvania and sleep? Is there any chance of that? And the guy goes, yeah, go ahead. Take, take this, some Buick SUV thing. Perfect. And we drove. Now, the problem was it was 5 o'clock on Friday. So you got home around 2, 3? New York City rush hour. We were home by 1. Okay. But it was a white-knuckle drive the whole way. We got there. Um, once we got here, it was great. The people here were great at the rental car. Um, the people delivered our bags. Comes time to say, let's make some restitution on all this, right? How much do you think that they gave me per passenger on canceling a flight and making me drive and a $500 rental car bill with $100 in gas? Zero. They gave, they gave me 60 bucks a person, so 300 bucks is what they gave me. The only win that I have in all of this, and I just got one this morning, is about every 12 hours I get a text from them saying, Mr. Bishop, we still have not located your missing bags. Keep looking, dummies. They're at my house. <laughs> But spend all your resources looking uh, into it. What an uh, I don't understand why <laughs> they don't. It's like I don't even want to care. travel. They don't care. They don't care. And the I real, told you with Frontier, that yeah. I said to the person, I said, they basically took my money for my bags after they'd canceled our flight, offered us nothing, zero restitution. We ended up having them thank God for the generosity <laughs> of the official man of CBD because we had to go fly the next morning on another airline. Frontier gave us nothing. Nothing. Zero. Zero. And then when we were going to come back, we're like, we can't fly them again. Turns out, good move, because that flight didn't get until like 3.30 in the morning. We canceled off of that flight and moved the other one. They wouldn't refund me my money for my bags. I'm like, but you're not taking my bags. You didn't take them. You're not taking them. You won't do How did it get here? Is it just because there's not enough competition in the airlines? Oversupply, over-demand, they don't care. Like, they know that. They don't have to care. So I said to the guy (laughs) when this, I said, look, go look at my records. I said, I have your credit card. I have your discount den. I've got all this stuff. I said, I'm just telling you right now, if you guys give me my money for my bags back as a credit only on your airline and not just give me back, it's a hundred something bucks. Like, what do we do? What are we fighting over this for? I go, I'm not going to fly Frontier. I'm like, I'm done. And I'm I will out. I will do that for as long as I possibly can avoid it out of principle. And he just goes, okay, perfect. That was his response. That was it. So then I go, I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody else. Because like, at this point now, we're this yes. is outrageous. So I get to the main boss. I'm on the phone with the main boss for a while. So I, I lay out the scenario, what had happened. She said, oh, well, we're just following process. I said, okay, but is this part of your process? And I laid out exactly what the guy said to me. He said, I... Okay, perfect. Never fly our airline again. Yep. Your customer service told me that that's perfect. Yep. She just stopped responding. Just it. Sat on the phone with the silent treatment for five minutes. I'm like, I know you, I can hear you breathing. <laughs> like, I know you're Jeez. on the phone. I said, so are you telling, is, is your silent saying this is okay? Didn't come back. I go, I can play silent too. I'll sit on the phone all day long with you. And then she hung up like five minutes later. They just. Just went silent. Because, not oh even I'm God, sorry. That's unbelievable. Not even. Not one. Like, it's, it would take like, so little to make it right. Like, I'm not here anymore. Like, I don't even expect how the old days, like, what, to your point, how they would, here, I'm going to book, look, I got a Delta flight, I can hook you up with that, I'll hook you up on an American flight. I don't even care. I understand we're long past that. But a little bit of decency. Like, this is literally, this was literally, and you dealt with this, this is the Seinfeld scene at the rental car. Oh, yeah. You can take the reservation. It's the keeping, <laughs> keeping the, reservation the reservation that's the problem. Well, and, and in our situation, 
it cost us an extra $2,500 because sure. what Frontier Solution was, and this is taking kids to Disney, and there were kids bawling in the airport. Yeah. Their solution was, yeah, well, we can, the best we can do, to your point, there's nothing tomorrow. Nothing. That's all booked. The best we can get you there is Saturday night. This was a Thursday night. So 48 hours of vacation where you've got your park reservations made yep. and paid for. You've got right. your hotel made and paid for. You've got your rental car paid yep. for. There's like, yeah, no, and, and nothing. You'll, and you'll get nothing. You'll get nothing and like it. Yeah. And it's we don't care. No, I am not. I, I am it's tough. It's public tough. school education. Yeah. If you have 178 seats, yeah. why are you selling 200 seats? And that because they, they can and they don't care. And obviously their profits make it make sense. Yeah. I feel so bad. And I said this to, I was so kind to the people at the turn in, in the airport, the United yeah, people, it's not, it's their, not fault. their fault. I understand it. Totally. I get it. Um, and you know, it's just, it's crazy where we've come in customer service. I was at, at the, one of the, I think it was an Avis and that, they were fine. The kid was, the guy was fine behind the desk. He just had a smaller car. And he said, he said to me, I said, well, he go. I said, where can I drop it off in Cleveland? Because if, if I didn't have to go to the airport, I wasn't going to. Like, is there a closer sure, drop yeah, off? Right. And he goes, he goes. actually, it's easier if you just pull it up on your phone. I can't actually see a location where our locations are in Cleveland. I said, how is this possible? You literally you work, work behind the them. counter at the rental car company. Like, how can you not do that? That's This is where we're at. We've got to just, we all got to, we got to make it big time. You got to fly on your own plane. That's, that's got to be it. That's it. That's but other than that, it was great. Not I mean, thank God, me it, thank God it happened at the end. I cannot yeah, could imagine, you imagine going though. On that's the, way the thing. Out, yeah, you just would have been devastated to lose it. Had know. you and been diverted money. to Miami, you still might be in Florida. By the way, well, right, the entire state of Florida you can't fly out of currently. Uh, apparently, there were all sorts of people who are still stuck in Florida that were supposed to fly Friday or Saturday. So they're correct. still stuck down there. There's a yes, a wrestler who wrestled at the AIW show I did while you were gone, and they she went on a cruise and was kind of documenting. Her. It's 72 hours, and she had not gotten from. Florida to Pittsburgh. And there's no rental cars from what I understand down there either. No. That was the only salvation I had is that I had checked to know that there were cars. Like it may have been a smaller car, but I knew that I could rent a car because I was on the Amex app and they said, when Yeah, we can get you a car. We had our car in Orlando it had provided that we got in on that Thursday night. They wouldn't guarantee holding the car for us overnight. So we had to cancel that reservation. Guess what? There weren't any cars at Orlando there's no cars. for the next day. So we ended up Ubering from Daytona to Orlando. We ended up yeah. flying to Daytona, Ubering to Orlando, and then did a thing. I don't know if you guys heard of Turo, I want to say it's I called. know what that is. It's basically yes, like on, Airbnb. on our golf trip, one of my buddies used it. For people's cars. So people, somebody just will rent you their car, and it was awesome. We got a great car, cheaper than the rental car, and got like a BMW like M5 or something. It was I'll do that. I'm in. I'm going to yeah, do that. Turo, I need, I need to get that. Yeah. yeah they, dropped, so, they took it right to our resort and picked it up right at our resort. Now, see, we had to, we had to pick it up at the, air, at the airport. The guy was like, hey, FYI, this, he told my buddy. My buddy works it out. Great deal on it. It's a BMW SUV. <clears throat> he goes, it's going to be parked on this level. It's going to be parked in this spot. Noticing he had five other cars. He owns five. He's running oh, like an business. Airbnb for cars yeah. out of this. God oh, yeah. bless him. In so Orlando, that's what when you return did. it, you have to return it by – we had to return it by 9 p.m. Saturday night. Yeah. Like, my buddy had to, like, go around and, like, take a video of the car and, like, take a picture of the spot, send it to the guy, and the car automatically locks. Yeah, he does it all. From somewhere money. else. Wow. It was pretty cool. Actually. Well, there's a win. So there's something. Yeah, there's something for you.
There you go. So that's it. Mostly positive, though. Tremendous time. What a tr- I'm sure. The place yeah. is beautiful. Place Hammerhead is sharks just swimming around, too. That's oh, I mean, the, the dig thing is incredible. The dolphin stuff, the kids with the dolphins. We went yeah. down to Dune and ate. That was just Dune incredible. Was, yeah. Nobu was great. I mean, the food was great. Ate like kings. What did Bootsy run yet the dunes? He was, uh, what did he have? Oh, Hold I will on. say that. How did the conversations go when we people were wanting to order uh, steaks? The children's. Oh my! My middle son was my middle son was so pissed off at me at uh, fish, which is a Jose Andres joint. Uh-huh. He tried. He wanted. He goes. We go. All right. What do you want? And he goes because uh, we like we like the boys to order their own food. Like we try to establish that you know They're, you can look yeah. make eye contact with the waiter and order your own food. So it comes to his turn, and he goes, "I'll have the surf and turf." <laughs> Can I take a guess at the price of this? Sure. This is off the adult menu, Surf and Turf? Yep. And what was it? Do you remember what was it? It was a bah- Bahamian it? lobster tail and a, a four-ounce filet or a six-ounce filet. Little guy. Like 120 125 Yeah. So I go, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I don't think we'll have that. And then he goes, well, why? And I said, because you don't work. When you work, <laughs> then you can order Surf and Turf. That's the way that's going to go, buddy. So I can't remember what he had, but he was pissed off at me the rest of the night about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how Abraham that Lincoln went for the surf and turf. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Bold move. Bold move. The, They're just the irony stuff. there of, but sure. But I'm guessing, and let me, cause I'm going again. Off. No my children's menu there either. No, by the way, none. Yeah. And my guess is the cheapest entree would have been some type of a chicken. And that was probably going to hit you for 50. 52. Yeah. yeah somewhere in there. Like would be in the, like your, yeah, your low end. Your low-hanging fruit. Unreal. Yeah, it was. But it was great. Awesome. It, was, it, was a, it was a great time. So we had I'm a good time. I'm glad you're back. By the good way, I that. had to make that drive once. I made that drive. Actually, I've done it a couple times, but from New York when Superstorm Sandy came through. Yeah. And we had to get out. We had kids had to get out of there and beat the storm. Every flight was ca- getting canceled, and we got one of the last rental cars at LaGuardia. And then we had to get through the city before they sure. closed all the tunnels. And we barely got through. You barely got through. How would you describe that drive through Pennsylvania at night? Like, it is – I think it's like – In the winter? Not great. Well, it ain't great anytime. A lot of elevation changes. It's a ton of elevation change. It's constantly turns. There's no – There's no point. Yeah. It's not Indiana, baby. No, no, no. And there's no autopilot. So, it was white knuckle. Oh, yeah. Wait. It's – You're not pedal to the metal. But the 18-wheeler next to you is doing uh, 85 around the turn. Pennsylvanians no could not give a blank about speed limit. Yes. And by the way, I did not see one state trooper. I drove the entire width of Pennsylvania, and I did not see one state trooper. As soon as I got to Youngstown, one every half mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ready. Oh, yeah. End of the month, man. It's a nice revenue source for the uh, Crushing it. Crushing it. Did we sign a punter today? We did. Corey Bajorquez, who enters his fifth season in the NFL in 2022, uh, he's got almost 10,000 yards of punting, career average of 45.4. Uh, two years ago, he led the NFL in gross punting. Last year, 46.5 average uh, as the kicker for the Green Bay Packers. And I can tell you, uh, our special teams coordinator, Mike Prefer, is pumped about this. Boomer, signing. this kid, so right? He's got, now he's got a punter who can bomb it. Although it does, it takes the punt god, I think, out of play at 44, like yeah. many people were hoping for. And now you got Jakeem Grant who is an electric factory. The guy has a return touchdown every single year. And, you know, it's been a long time since we've had a return touchdown. I think 2009 for a kick return, Josh Cribbs, and I think 2015 for a punt return, which was Travis Benjamin. So 
it's been a while. So Priest, I think Priest's pretty excited, and now we just got to get somebody who will consistently put the ball through the uprights in the kicking game, and we're going to be feeling, I think, pretty good on the uh, on the on the third phase. Yeah, I like it. That's yeah. good to see this. Very good to see this. By the way, the other thing, eighty degrees for like eight days, and then back to this, like not good for the everything. No, it's the uh, humidity and the cold, all of the changes. It's no good. Before we go to break, because the official Nana listens to one portion of the program, and then this would is be her this favorite segment. Yeah. So I'm going to write down a word for you. Yeah. And I want to know. Actually, I, I don't even need to write the word down. You used to have a radio show that was around a breakfast food and then a receptacle yep. that held beer. Yep. How would you pronounce that? Do you want me to say the name of the, that, that, those two those things? Those words. Yeah. Kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. Yeah. Yes. I my kids, I live for kegs and eggs. Okay, my kids trying to figure and, it out for after prom. Sweet Miss after Kay, the after prom we got to bring Sweet Miss K in here. Is convinced that it is kegs and eggs, like no a sound at all in there. It's kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's arguing that it's Miss K? My kids. They think know. it's the other way. Yeah, they think it's and what? they think like the name the name like G R E G, Greg. Greg. Yeah, is Greg. Greg? Greg. No. I know. That's simply not right. I know. Nana's so happy right now. Me and Nana are on the same side. Yeah, Nana's right. Of course she's right. We're West Coasters. You're a California kid as well. Montana, I'm almost there. I think it must be Midwest. I don't get it. But what did you say? I don't even know how to say How would you say the name G-R-E-G? Greg. Greg. Like, there's an A in there. Greg. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It don't make sense. It's hard to explain to little kids that sometimes E's sound like A's. But that's just the reality of the situation. Yes. yes yeah. It's not. Yes. I don't even know how I would I was, say eggs other than eggs. 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 It was as if like though eggs. I was you. Eggs. Uggs. Eggs. 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 Nobody says that. Kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. No, that's no. Wrong. It's I'm kegs sorry. and eggs. I love you, Miss K. And no, the, and the I, this children. is one love vindication. But yes, you've won. I believe that's a fine, kids. Ah, yes, yeah. Nana, yes, loving won. it. That's what you said, loving it. Yeah. That's right. Nana wins. Nana wins. Yes. Nana wins. Um, all right, we will go around the league coming up next. We're off and running here. Good to be back on a Monday. Oh, great to have you back. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give your bathroom the bathroom of your dreams, and you can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath that'll feel like a spa. You let them make it a reality for you, the fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority's Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. Largest selection of bath projects, all made in the United States. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate, keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. Superior products. Expert installers. Check them out. Bathauthority.com. 216-220-8399. Call now for 500 bucks off. Tell them sent you um let's go around the league i saw this story over the weekend um with the washington football team allegedly withholding payments from ticket revenues that go into a league-wide visiting team pool dan snyder was doing this this is this is before congress right this was oh yeah testimony. that's where it, that's where it came out gosh the commanders might need a new mm-hmm. commander 
I mean, well, they've. I think. I mean, the thing is, is no one wants to set that precedent, right? Nobody wants to set that precedent. No. You, I mean, the NBA had this with Donald Sterling, where there was a forced sale. Um, but it's rare that you see a team be taken away. But he's. It's just one thing after he's another. He's got to be on thin ice. I mean, the thinnest. The, the thinnest. The thinnest it gets. By the way, you mentioned Donald Sterling. I started winning time. Or winning oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. So, how far are you into it? I just watched the first episode. Okay. Quick thoughts. Yep. By the way, finished season one of Black Sales. I knew you'd love that. Injected into my vein. I, I mean, knew I, you would I, love it. I, Everything that you are. It oh is. my god, I love piracy. It. Oh, it's pushing the envelope as far as envelopes can be pushed it's on many fronts. Tremendous. It's a wonderful historical, historical fun. Yep. All of it. Great. What happens at the end of season one? I because I watched that at the start of the pandemic, like all of it in like three months. He ends up taking out the guy who was like his right hand man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Captain Flint does. And the other guy, Vane, had gone to that weird island and now has his army. Got some people. He's doing some. Yeah, he's starting to wreak havoc in NASA. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good show. I should have watched that right before we went. I mean, I watched it uh, two yeah, years ago. There's a lot. Yeah, NASA is NASA. featured prominently. Prominently. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, anyway, winning time real quick. I don't love, and I, I was told that they <clears throat> tone this down as it goes, I don't love all of the uh, talking to the camera. Yeah, that goes away pretty quickly. I mean, like the episode I watched last night, which was the most recent, there was none of it. And how many episodes in are you? Five, maybe? Five or six. Yeah, okay. five, six. I'll get caught up. Yeah. Uh, the portrayal of Jerry West is absurd, at least based on like what I've read Based about on it. every – so it's if even if it's somewhere in the middle, it is, feels like it's a complete departure of everything you've been told and about like Mr. A, Clutch. A hatchet job on him. Right. I mean, just like <laughs> brutal. I think it is awfully acted – John C. Riley is great. Like yeah. everything about him is great. I think it's it's almost so bad that that it works for it, and I think it's just going to yeah. be an enjoyable. It's a fun romp. romp. Yes, exactly. I think you will. I think as you go, I think this, it gets better as it goes. Okay. Because there's you you when you watch the pilot, you're like, well, what are the stakes of this? Because you know how it ends up. You know that they win five championships. Yeah. You know that it's and one the, of the great dynasties. Yeah. Why did they get like Bus's daughter doesn't start working for the actual team? for like until i think 85 or something. oh yeah like well that. down the line yeah i so think what? they i just think they took dramatic license with certain things to give them some more drama to it because who knows how long it's going to go like is it right, right. i don't know if it's a hit or not I have, I have no idea i think it's it feels like it's got buzz but i don't know if it's a yeah john I mean, c riley's great so far he is and the the guy who plays magic is really good as it goes along you will he will I think Roll he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Kareem being uh, a crud I thought was hilarious. The scene, though, with Norm Nixon at the party, like, yeah. I just don't believe that for a second. No, because that, that if you were happened. magic, you would just back him down. Exactly. Like you're you're, you're six, nine, nine inches taller than him. Yeah. Like, you like, just, just sort of muscled him up and physically dominated him. There would have been nothing that Norm Nixon could have done about it. Correct. Who's yeah. a fine player. He was a fine player. Yeah. And also, Norm Nixon, very, like, what a hater. Norm, slide over to the two. But apparently that was all pretty Accurate. on point. But that party That's scene, it. there's no way. No, no, no. I think you'll like that as it goes along. All right. I think you will. Uh, Frank Gore set to retire as a 49er. 16,000 rushing yards. Third all-time. Third all-time. Gibby says first ballot Hoff. No, I don't think so. I don't think first ballot, but I think he will go in. And he's more of an accumulator, but there Definitely, is something yeah. for what he was able to For 16,000 yards, that's something. Yes. Yes. And to do it after the knee injuries to be successful. I mean, he was, and he was great. There were, here, I'm curious off the top of my head. I wonder if he I has. I feel like he had a 1,500-yard season in for, with San Francisco once, didn't he? 
I bet he's going to have at least one, one first team All Pro would be my guess. At least one, and he's going to have multiple, multiple Pro Bowls. But I could be wrong. But and yeah, I feel like he's a fifteen. He had like a fifteen hundred yard year in San Francisco once, like a fifteen hundred twelve touchdown year. All right. So no, no first team All Pro. He had a sixteen hundred and ninety five okay. yard season in two thousand and six. Jeez. Uh, I mean. For the part of his career when he was like getting it going, was a high fours per carry, finishes at 4.3, but his 10 years with the Niners, he averaged 1,100 yards a year with seven touchdowns at four and a half yards a carry for 10 years. Yeah, that's good. The enough. first 10 years. He made the Pro Bowl, and he, he's on the Hall of Fame All-Decades team uh, for the 2010s, and he was the Pro Football Writers Association's most important player in 2006. Well, I think the other thing with him is um... – you have to remember, like, when he was having his monster years, that would have lined up with Adrian Peterson. Yep. So yep. you would have been in the middle of that run where Peterson was having 2,000 yards. And You're all talking about stuff. a guy who from 2006 <clears throat> to 2014 had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand yard seasons out of nine. And the one where he didn't, he only played 11 games and had 853. So it was certainly well on his way. And then at the age of 33, had a thousand yard season in Indianapolis in 2006. Oh, that's right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Shredded both knees. Both. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Pretty good backfield they had with him and Clinton Portis and Willis McGahee at Miami. And he's probably, the, I mean, clearly well, the was, most accomplished in the national No football question, football. but he was yeah. also probably the least, if memory serves, the least recruited Yeah. of those three. Yeah. Um, they were all studs, obviously. Uh, the Dolphins trading Devontae Parker within the division of the Patriots. Were you surprised to see this in the division? New to you knew I Parker was, was going to be a guy. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Supposedly, that's where he wanted to go. Um, you know, I've seen some takes that say, well, if they trade him in the division, that tells you what they think of the player. And it also says, you know, that what they think of the other team's abilities to draft is what New England would be saying. We don't think he could draft. So I, I think it was just a situation where it made some sense um, for both sides. The, the Patriots have been looking for a receiver like that. I would have, I, I like him. He's not a, a, a vertical separator. I think in many ways the Browns probably feel like they can get what Devontae Parker would bring out of Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah. in terms of a big body who can be a vertical threat but isn't a vertical threat because they just run right by you. Um, and I'll tell you, I think a lot of people, when they look at our receiving core, the one thing that people are sleeping on a little bit is, is that I'm getting the sense that internally there is a feeling that with Deshaun Watson at the helm – and just his second year, really his first full year of his life that was devoted to being a receiver, that Anthony Schwartz is going to make some pretty big strides between year one and year two. Oh, there you go. So that would be very positive if, if that was to happen. Yeah. Um, so one of the things – and one of the things that I did see last week was the Bruce Arians – Yeah, you missed a lot of crazy stuff, honestly. There was a lot that was going on. Yeah, so I, I missed that. And I just remember – I think we talked about this, that there was – at the around the combine, I remember on the show we were. Ta I had listened to on the way over the combine. I had listened to one of Bill Simmons' podcasts, and he was so emphatic that Brady was not only returning, but a big reason that he would be going to San Francisco was obviously to play it at home, but also uh, to stick it to Bruce Arians because there was a huge rift between Brady and, and Arians that that was real. And I remember thinking, gosh, it was such an aggressive take for Simmons. And then you start to do the math. You go, well, Simmons runs in circles. He's reached a point financially where he runs in similar circles as Brady would, and they would probably know similar people. And it just didn't seem like something you would say willy-nilly. You would know that it would came, come from some bit of gravity to it. So when I saw this, I thought, well, Brady won. How was it, how was it spun last week? 
that he wanted to and and I will tell this is I will tell you this from uh, somebody that I know who's connected to some Buccaneers players if there's a actual rift it would be like news to them it may oh, be really? a behind closed okay. doors rift but if there was a rift and some prominent players on that team it would absolutely stun them um the way that it was spun was this was that Bruce Arians was going to coach maybe one more year he has loved Todd Bowles for 40 years. Bowles played for him at Temple. They have maintained that relationship. He thinks Todd Bowles absolutely should be a head coach in the NFL. Was miffed in some level that he did not even get the opportunity this coaching cycle and decided that once Brady was coming back, that was the perfect time to hand it over to Bowles because it would ensure that he's starting in a good spot. Most times new oh, coaches sure. start bad spot. in bad spots, and he thought it was important to have Todd Bowles uh, – in his second go round as head coach start in a great spot. And so that's how that's everything that he said about it. Good. Um, his press conference, we tried to carry it on the air. He had started using profanity within his first answer. Bruce Arians. Oh yeah. Oh, we 10 go, seconds. Let's go live to Bruce Arians. Like, he goes, I didn't really do anything. Matter of fact, I didn't do bleep. My assistants yeah. did it all. And, and was it like, was, and, and we're back. And the entire press conference was that way. I mean, it, it was just, just nonstop. Profanity had a stogie in his pocket. He dropped so, five bombs in a fifteen-minute span. That's that's what the, what was put out there. It feels because I mean you remember at one point that at the combine he was talking very much like a coach who was back this no year question. and fully invested. So something happened, and 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 ironically, it wasn't that Brady was coming the way that at least again that it has been portrayed was it wasn't and a lot of people have corroborated this it wasn't that Brady coming back because of their riff Brady said let me get him out of here it was he knew once Brady was back that the offense was going to be fine you know with Leftwich and Brady and that this was a chance for Bowles to come into a great situation and maybe win a Super Bowl and maybe yeah. have that you know and Bruce Aarons has been very dedicated to having a diverse staff yep and it's something that was very important to him so that that's, oh, that's great that's how I hope that's presented. it then that would be wonderful I, I, I like the sounds of that by the way Peter King this morning football morning in America whatever it's called yeah let's talk about great quarterbacks who had major problems with their coaches Terry Bradshaw hated Chuck Knoll Phil Sims and Bill Parcells had some major battles, one on a Monday night football game in Indianapolis. John Elway chafed at the controlling Dan Reeves. Joe Montana had big issues with Bill Walsh. Mm. Mm. Mike Holmgren had some with Brett Favre in Green Bay. Troy Aikman thought Barry Switzer was a clown. Russell Wilson butted heads with Seattle coaches. That's life in the NFL. Strong-willed people slap each other around sometimes. Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. Well, maybe that's why they I'd never. I, did I you ever hear that. that in your childhood? <laughs> no, not not my. Me childhood. neither. That, that what? I imagine that Joe Montana wasn't crazy when they decided to go trade for Steve Young. Yeah, but that was post. But that was post Bill Walsh. Seifert had already been there and won the Super. He won the Super Bowl Seifert in '89. But when didn't they have Young before that? When did they Young, get Young? came in in '87? So yeah, but Walsh was there when years. they. Yeah, and Jed York, not tongue in cheek, compared. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo to Joe Montana and Steve Young. Saying, Boy, you know, last week. If, if a Hall of Famer could sit week. for four years, you know, why wouldn't Trey oh Lance be able gosh. to? Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. So now we think Garoppolo's staying there? That's where we're Nobody at? Nobody really thinks that, but that's what they're that's doing. That's kind of what we're thinking. That's where we're at. All right. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we'll look. take a look. Uh, we got PFFs, their top ten wide receivers in this draft. Uh, we will get to that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Whether you're buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, it's always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered because at Howard Hanna, every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. Is, is there an NFL draft? I feel like once we do the Watson deal, like I almost forget that the, the draft is coming. Our draft starts on Friday unless we make some, we make some moves and get into the first yeah. round. So you have uh, – we spent all that time talking about he who shall not be named. Well, now we can talk about uh, Garrett Wilson, among sure. others. PFF with their top ten receivers in this year's draft um, in terms of the rankings and where they see him. It's, it's all the names that we're used to seeing on this list uh, in, in terms of where these guys are, are ranked. This is going to be about personal preference. That's all this is. Is, yeah. is how do you see them? Um, there, there's guys that, to me, are absolute plug-in plays. There's guys that I think are undervalued a little bit, like – I really like Jahan Dotson. I like John Mechie out of Alabama. I like both of those guys. Wandell Robinson's a guy who's got a lot of talent, who's a kid out of Kentucky who went to Nebraska and then went back to Kentucky. He was a great player. But this is just going to be the type of what you're yeah. looking for in a receiver. It's completely subjective in terms of, of where, the, where you're going to rank these I guys. really like Sky Moore quite a bit. I think great out name. of Western Michigan, great name. I don't know if he's going to be there. One guy that's not on this list I think is this interesting is Christian Watson uh, out of North Dakota the State. The kid, yeah. Yeah, he – uh, when you see these drafts and you think about the trades that Green Bay made with Devontae Adams to get an extra one, the trade with Tyreek Hill that the Chiefs made to get an extra one, I think you can absolutely pen in at least one receiver. I think we could see six, eight receivers go in the first round. Yeah. Because you're going to get them at the end of the first round. And for the Browns, look, we, we you hope that we're able to get Jadevian Clowney back. But you have right now, as it stands today, massive question mark at the defensive end opposite Miles Garris. Chase Winovich was brought in former third round pick fits good as a situational pass rusher in your sub package. Kind of like what tack did. He had 11 sacks in his first two seasons, five and a half per season, but you, you don't have that starting number two edge guy. And you right now, the interior defensive line, I think does have some question marks. You have Taven Bryan, who was, didn't work out as planned as a first round pick for the Jags. Yep. You've got Jordan Elliott, who was our third round pick two years ago, but has yet to make that leap. And you got Tommy Togia, who's our fourth round pick last year. You're going to need guys to really step up there. I mean, your back seven is loaded. Linebackers are great. Corners are great. I think you want to add one more safety in there, but you're in a very good spot there. But that edge is a big issue for you now. And if you were picking at 11 and 44, it was always, well, your first two picks are going to be a receiver and an edge or an edge and a receiver. And, you know, maybe if there was a stud on the interior, but a defensive lineman and a receiver. Well, now you don't have 11 anymore. And so now you're dealing with a situation where you've all you've got is – 44 kind of at this top level and the question come, becomes which direction do you go first and I think that edge is a very important position for the Browns I think there's some good ones at 44 I think the depth of the receiver class is good now Jeremiah said there are 20 edge rushers in this draft he loves 20 yeah. so maybe you can find one but that's the challenge right now I think for Andrew Barry and company to say all right what do we have here that we can use from a free agency standpoint the rest of the way you know, a trade for Brandon Cooks, a lot of people have been talking about. That's a big cap. I think there's cap number of like 16 this year. Yeah. So that's pretty big for what we have. And now we still have good salary cap space, and eventually the Baker Mayfield money or some portion of that is going to come off of the books whenever that deal gets consummated. But this is – you still have some options to be able to improve the roster there, but it's going to be interesting to see the draft because I think your first three picks are going to be receiver, edge, interior defensive lineman – order i don't know that's you know and, and fortunately look i think under andrew bear we've done a pretty darn good job in the second round we've gotten grant delp and jeremiah wusu koromoa yeah so hopefully we can continue that trend this year 
has in the last week has the free agency stuff dried up, slowed down, paused? As it was that was kind of headed that way uh, before I went on holiday. I'm going to start calling it holiday now. I'm going to holiday. Very go, Euro. I like, I like the Euro. That, yeah. I like every anytime I take time off, I'm a little holiday. It, it's you know. There has been a lot of talk of mutual interest. Clowney and the Browns have mutual interest. Landry and the Browns have mutual interest. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller and the Browns have mutual interest, but we haven't seen anything consummated yeah. on that regard. So that's where it still stands, I would guess. Everyone's kind of waiting. Yeah, it feels like it. Pattern. Kind of around the league. <clears throat> it does. I, I, that's what I was going to say. Like if, uh, this morning, as I was, you know, getting set to do do other things. Rock. I want to rock. Rock. That's right. Um, I was thinking. Uh, I was looking at like NFL notes, like just er- kind of everything that happened in the pretty Not quiet, much. pretty quiet, really across the league, especially from that standpoint. Um, I did see. Uh, it, all right, the two Ohio State comparisons: Wilson, they have him to Ginn and Judy. I don't think it's Ginn. I think he's a far more polished. I, I like the Judy. I think there's a lot of sure. peak Judy with with Garrett Wilson. Um, I think Ginn is more of a straight line. You know, he did not have the route running polish. Alave, Roddy White, and Patrick Peter Warwick. I don't see those in either one of them. I don't so, see. I don't see Pete Warwick in. And Peter Warwick was a dude, an absolute in col- dude. Yeah, in college, more explosive, absolute right? Dude. Oh, oh, well, and he was stop start guy. Yeah, right. Alave is just smooth. I mean, he's just gifted route runner, just smooth. That's a little Roddy Whiteish though. Roddy White was just a great route runner. See, I didn't. Pay, I don't. Rem- I couldn't. I can't picture Roddy White running a route. I know how good he was for Stud. a time, yeah. but I just it wasn't a team that I paid very close attention to, so I can't speak to that as much. To me, Alave, I mean, there's a lot of Justin Jefferson in Alave. Just really crisp, yeah. perfect route running is kind of the way that I do that. Uh, Jameson Williams, similar hysterical prospect. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Where do they? How does that? Who's what doing they come that? Does it make sense? No, no. I would say Jameson Williams would be more along the lines of Ted Ginn. I mean, he's a burner. He would yeah. have been the fastest kid to run. Just real quick ran. for you, uh, Roddy White, one, two, three, four, five, six straight thousand-yard seasons from 2007 to 2012. He had one first-team All-Pro, four Pro Bowls, led the league in catches one year, three seasons over 1,350 uh, yards receiving. He was pretty darn good, Roddy White. It's, I mean, like I would Traylon Burks to Brandon Cooks and – it doesn't remind Amari me anything of, of Brandon Cooks. This can't Cooks. be body type. It's got to be something else. It's got to be like a, produc- a production yeah. metric or something. It must be because it doesn't make any sense from no. body type or really the way they go about their business in, in any way, shape, or form on that side of things. Uh, but this this you know this will be fun. It'll be interesting to see how things go. And the one thing I would say you know when you come time to the draft is now more than ever you're going to find out once you get to so much could happen here this month before the draft. From a player acquisition standpoint, I mean, I think about that from the Bengals' perspective. The Bengals needed to have offensive linemen. All of the initial, you know, draft models had them drafting offensive linemen. Well, they don't have to anymore. No, they they've addressed loaded it. Loaded up, yeah. They they have addressed it, and so that's some teams have kind of eliminated what their biggest needs were, and then other teams are still you know looking for that and trying to address that via the remaining free agents or the draft but some teams have definitely done a great job with that and it's given them flexibility my guess is if you're the Bengals now you're going to want to get somebody on the defensive side if you get a corner or get a difference maker on the defensive side that's probably the best thing for you well yeah and the hope is and this is what the best teams do is they just draft best player Pittsburgh was able to do this forever they just drafted the best player whoever it was they drafted them and it worked out for them for a very very long period of time 
OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider, your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for their office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. By the way, a busy sports weekend as well. I have an interesting who won the weekend for you guys. I want to run by you. I know what your answer will be, but I, I, I want to I give a little bit of thought in terms of who won the weekend. I have three possibilities. Go ahead. I just want to give this to you real quick so I know questions. that you'll like this. So this is from Bruce Feldman did a mock draft. Okay. At the Athletic, which we can go through the whole thing if we want at some point, but what it was, what was cool about it is he talked to coaches who played against every prospect. Okay. And so he got some some intel on him. This is so he has Garrett Wilson going 17 to the Chargers, coaching intel. He's explosive, not quite as smooth as Olave, but he's harder to tackle. I think he's more workmanlike, really tough in one-on-one matchups. So twitchy, bouncy, explosive, amazing ability to decelerate as fast as he does where it's that stop on a dime like you think he's going to tear his ACL. It's wild, like he's a mm-hmm. rubber band. I do think he has to play with more discipline, gets runoff on his route sometimes tougher than Olave. Uh, I was more scared of him than Alave. He scared you every snap. I just thought he could jump a little better than Alave. Had more of the raw athleticism and explosiveness. He seemed like a jackrabbit. And then he's got Alave going 18 to the Saints, coaching until super fast, more than just a deep ball guy. He is slight, though, and if I think if you got him, you'd worried about him getting pressed. Alave so smooth, so explosive in and out of his cuts, he does need to get a lot stronger. He's as advertised, really good route runner, fast, good ball skills, high points at well, but the most talented of the Buckeyes receivers isn't in this draft being uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith. Smith and Jigba. Yep. By the way, Emeka Buka, who's uh, going into his second year, is going to be right there. So that's what he's got. That's the just a, the coaching a intel on, on a couple of those guys. Yeah, I think a lot of that adds up in, in terms of, of what those guys can be all about. Second hour coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business operation collects all the data you need, but are you having a hard time bringing it together and seeing the full picture? Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. Their data scientists are also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources closer together in real time, turns them into eye-opening dashboards. You can make smart, time-sensitive decisions. Staring at spreadsheets to provide insight you need to know last month. With EOX Vantage, you'll know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables, engage your financial performance easily, accurately track progress, and your ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting EOXVantage.com. The final four was awesome. It's awesome. It was really awesome. And you have the final tonight, Kansas and Carolina. So, what about do we have any public words from Gibbe? Well, I was going to ask. Him, I just was going to ask him this. This was this is how I was going to gauge this. And you always have to watch your hyperbole on a day like today after something historic happened. Has there been a bigger punch in the gut from one hated rival to another than what Carolina has done to Duke in the last month? In a month? No. I was, I was racking my brain trying to think of another instance where a hated rival, like this is one of the great rivalries in sports, acknowledged by almost everybody that it is. And in his final game at Cameron, and in his final game ever, ever. the first time they ever played in a tournament, Carolina as an eight seed got them both times. Both times. And it's isn't it, I don't believe that it's hyperbole to say that Duke Carolina is the greatest college basketball rivalry mm-hmm. of all time, right? So, I mean... It's 100% fair, yeah. I don't even know what, I mean. I don't even know what's second. 
the other ones that used to be great, like Indiana, Kentucky, or like, but they don't even play that game anymore. I mean, that no, that's it. It is, it is second eighth, and it's a top probably five sports rivalry period. Yeah, I think that. I mean, to me, it's on the same level as Ohio State, Michigan, and football was, except that they're more evenly matched through the years. Like Ohio State, Michigan has these wide swaths where one team dominates. Like that's not the case here. No, and it is the the beating of an icon in his final home game hated icon and in his final game both beaten by Carolina like that's crazy and so now we turn to the dookie rough had to be uh and and I just I never felt good about it I felt like Duke was just chasing all night yep even like they went up seven to start the second half and I'm like okay here we go like this is where it needs to go um you know the the one kid's he, – he probably should be the number one player in the draft. Uh, Bencaro, the kid for Duke? Yeah. Yeah, Pablo, Pablo Bencaro. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah. And, and his name is totally just randomly escaped my dome as I was getting ready to do this. Um, I, I tweeted it. Like, if you don't make free throws, you don't deserve to win the game. It's, it starts there. Yeah, for sure. But I, I just felt like they were chasing. And in every tournament game they had played – they were the ones that in the last seven to eight minutes of each game just put the pedal to the metal and, like, went to another level. And yeah. it never happened. It never came. And, and when that kid hit the, the 30-foot three, the, the I, three I, I wanted the to kill him. But, um, it's a gut shot, man. It was a money shot. I was like, that's it. Two fr- I go, it, free it's, throws, right? it's over. Duke missed the two free throws right before because yeah. they had tra- – the last three minutes is as good as you're going to have in college hoops. It yeah. was stunning. 74-74. Big, big three, big three. Yeah. The the 11-0 Carolina run. To answer the 7-0 Duke run at the start of the second. Right. I thought, I thought oh, boy, this is going to get away. But then Duke fought back. They kept fighting. I thought, boy, maybe they're going to do it. And then to have Carolina. I mean, Carolina, from a hatred standpoint, there's no, there's no one human they hate more than Coach K. Not even close. To, the idea that they, they would, like, where do you even put tonight for them? Are, is there any chance they're looking past tonight? Like you did. You beat him at Cameron. You beat him in the Final Four in the one and only time you'll ever play him in the tournament. By the way, you now even your record against him at 50 up, 50 down. Yeah, which that's what you want if you're looking for a rivalry. That's how it has to be. Yeah. Hubert Davis gets that first web time out. and Coach K's record against Carolina. Yeah, that's right. You had a perfect web poll. That's how we get walked a perfect, out of here. Get, a perfect, get perfect things. Perfect web poll. Um no, but I was trying to think, like, historically, has anyone been punched in the gut more no. by a rival than and that? And I saw no. something there like, Carolina will always have Duke's number simply because of what they did the last two times they played them. Yeah, there's and I'm no like, answer well, for it. Maybe, but right now, yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> it, yeah. it sucks. Um, I just I, – I had said all last week I felt like Duke was playing with house money. They'd made it to the Final Four. They had the talent – they just had to get through the circus that was Coach K's retirement yeah. parade. And, you know, they, they made it to the Final Four, and whatever was going to happen was going to happen. I always and, think that was the worst the worst draw ever for them. There's no but there's no other team that they would have rather least seen in the Final Four than Carolina. Oh, Carolina's no playing as well as any team in college basketball. Yeah. I think they'll end up winning tonight. Yeah, I, and it was just such and a – And Kansas is really good. It would have been such a storybook, though, for Coach K to go off into the sunset, and Carolina said – this is real life. It really this was, isn't a man. movie. 
And he's – I wish he would have leaned into it. Like, it was funny post game where he was like, it's all about the kids. Give me a break, man. Like, if you want to know what it's all about the kids, Roy William re- retired last spring and just hung it up and handed the program to Hubert Davis and went away. He didn't yeah. do a year-long tour no. yeah. so everyone could praise Roy him. Williams' retirement tour has been this tournament run. Yeah, it has been. Because he two built programs, the team. And the two programs that he resurrected, Kansas coming off of probation and yep. Carolina coming after Matt Darty are playing tonight. That's that's his his swan song is that. Um, my God, I mean, Duke was wearing shirts that said just had a K on them. Did you see those? It said the Nike, the N-I, and E were out. It was just a K and yeah. air. Like, really? It's about the kids? We sure? Gibby, are you going to be – Barstool released a, a Coach K's funeral shirt. Are you going to be – Oh, I, I've seen all that? the Barstool. They're on it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, They're they, not, gleeful. <laughs> yeah, it's – look. Good one tonight. It, it, it happened – I will not watch. Well, 920 doesn't help. No, but I <laughs> – no, no interest. It's another – Once I don't have a rooting sucks. interest, I don't. Oh, I'm, I mean, it's going to be great. I, I mean, these two teams – Kansas played good for a month. If Kansas gets off to a bad start, they're cooked, though, because they're a fragile program. They're the winningest program in college basketball history. People would be shocked how few national championships they yeah. have. Yeah. Haven't won one since 08. 08, 88, one in the 50s, maybe two. I think they have four so they or five have all time. Danny Manning is in the, is the 88. 88. And Mario 08, Chalmers, Chalmers ties it when Derrick Rose and That's right. Chris Douglas Roberts missed all those three throws down from the stretch Memphis. for Memphis. Coach Cal was coaching that team. Yes. Chalmers hits the Who shot Who else the was on that team? Those that game went to overtime, can, didn't it? The Kansas team? Yeah. Brandon Rush, uh, Mario Chalmers. So this is A couple after. of bigs. No, yeah. LaFrance? Oh, no, no. Way they, after. Oh, no, no, no. LaFrance is with Jacques Vaughn, La, right? La, yeah. LaFrance is on the team that was 34-1 and one and, with, with LaFrance and Paul Pierce and lost to Arizona. Yep. They were the number one overall seed. They were number one, I think, wire to wire. Uh, pretty close. So and is that in the 90s? That's a 96? That's 96. 96-97. Yeah. The next year, they're the number one overall seed, Paul Pierce's junior year, and they lose uh, to Rhode Island. Lose to Rhode Island. Yeah, they they have been Tyson major Wheeler, choke artists Catino in the Mobley. NCAA tournament. Yeah, oh, for sure. 03 was the year they play in the final and lose to Syracuse when they had Heinrich and Collison and Gooden. Heinrich stayed in the NBA for a long time. He's a good player. Yeah, no doubt. Really, really good player. Yeah. So they've had this. Kansas blows these. Has Nova won since Ed Pinckney? Nova's won. They didn't. Yeah, they won it. They won it twice. They won it in 19 and 16. Oh, so they've won a lot recently. They've won out of college basketball. Yeah. They've won. Arizona hasn't won in a long time. No. No, Not fun for me. Kansas has won. Since Kansas won in 08, all the other teams in the Final Four have at least won twice. Okay. Villanova, Duke, and Carolina have all won twice. Do you have a team? Oh, what, yeah, what, Villanova. What's their coach's name? Jay Wright. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Give you an idea. So we do a family pool all the time. Yeah. And we did. Um, I have Nova left, right? Isn't Nova my squad? Y- no, you Kansas do. beat Villanova. And, and Nick Paulus has oh, yeah, UNC. Never mind. That's right. So it's me and Paulus? Yeah. Because I have Kansas? Yeah. Here we go. No, no, no. Zagura has. No, I'm out. No, no, no. no. I'm out. He has Kansas. Kansas is playing. It's Bo Kansas has, and Carolina. Bo is Kansas first, right? I don't know. It's me and Paulus? Villanova. Yeah. 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 Game on. I already got my UNC hat. <laughs> He's killing it. Oh, that's great. Hey, Nick, we're no longer friends. <laughs> Sorry about that, Gibbs. <laughs> I'll start looking you for your replacement tomorrow. You could have had the final, right? Don't you, didn't you have also have Duke? I did have Duke. Yeah, you yeah. could have had Kansas Duke. You could have had it locked. Yeah, I would have had it locked. I had a up. Final Four team. It's just the, the amount of talent. That point guard for North Carolina. Yeah, the not the kid who pick. hit the shot, but yeah. uh, the other. I think Smith is his last name. G- Gibbe, you had the number one pick. You didn't get the final four set. Somebody said to me, they go, they go, oh, you know, North Carolina's 
You know, it's such a Cinderella story there in eight seed. They're North Carolina it's dummies. Carolina. Go look at who they recruit. Say, yeah. That's what they the were idea that they a... don't have talent. Like, give me a break. Like, they didn't live up to the talent all year. But for the last month, they have. When their big tw- twisted his ankle, I had to come out there like, this is the first sub in the second half. I don't know what's going to happen. I looked at my wife because she's like, this is a big deal. I go, no, it's not. Because the sixth man at North Carolina could play on 90% right. of the other college programs in the country. Right. It starts. started being all confident. Everyone, Be stud. Everyone's like, oh, Caleb Young, he's finally getting going. Like, it's some sort of, I'm like, he's a five-star recruit, by the way. He was a five-star recruit. Yeah. 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 Like, they have, it, it's okay. Yeah. They're, they're quite loaded. I have some news out of Augusta. Oh, please tell me it's the news I'm waiting. Is he in? It's not official, but is he is he is he hitting bunker shots? So what I said, if this he's is not how playing, I feel about this. I don't think so. Is it was the perfect place for him to play again? Yes. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Last time we were on, it's a perfect place for him to play again. It was he knows the course back of his hand. He knows exactly what he can and cannot do at the course. They were going to take care of him, like best possible place to play. Right? Whether they'll take care of him with tee times with where to stay, everything. They'll, they'll take care of him in every way. And then once he's committed to he was going to go there and see how it was, you're going to be intoxicated by it. There's no doubt he's playing. So apparently he was hitting bombs on the range. He's done putting, and now he's in a in – a, they're doing it. They're showing it all live. I think it's on Golf Channel Live or whatever, live from the Masters. And he's he's been doing a bunker sesh for about 30 minutes. You're not doing a bunker sesh at Augusta if you're not playing the tournament. Like, you just wouldn't – you'd be like, I'm – if he plays, He's like, playing. what is it? What are the realistic expectations? Cut. He wins. Well, I mean, that's all. Let's yeah. go. That Why not? Real. He wasn't. Was it real when he won it last time? But at least he was. It playing. wasn't real. Like that would be. But it was but, not real that he was winning the Masters. Not real. It was done. He was done. Yes, yeah, feels I, like I think near death done. Though. I think you're making. I think you're making the cut, and you're playing on Saturday and Sunday. Just get me in. Can be 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 dangerous on the weekend. All that, you want out of just him. be dangerous. All you, I mean, you'd, what you'd love out of him is like one of those Freddie couples Sundays. Remember a couple year, a couple times in the last decade or so, Freddie's been near the yeah, top high yeah. leaderboard going into Sunday. That's all you want. What if he just comes out and throws like a sixty-four up on Thursday, and people <laughs> just are losing their minds? Be awesome. It'd be uh, absolutely awesome if you fairly did confident we will be one of them. All right, um, I wanted to get to the WrestleMania stuff with you as too. So it's now it's a two day event, which is awful. I would think that it which feels like just... I don't know what I was supposed to watch if I was into it. You're what suppo- was I supposed to watch? <laughs> Bundled up. That's right. You're back in the cold, That's man. Right. It's sad. Sad. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. You're supposed to watch it all. Yeah, it's too much. It's I can't do all that. I mean, I didn't do any of it, but like it's. So they. It seemed like there's some great moments, which there lead were me to my question for both you. Tons guys of great moments. There were, but I mean, it's two nights of what would be a full WrestleMania card. I mean, it is eight o'clock until midnight Saturday night. Eight o'clock until almost midnight again last night. It's too much. Now they're gonna. They t- they made more money than ever. Why? Because you had. 75,000 one night, 77 or 87,000 the next night. So it's the biggest grossing, you know, 150,000 tickets. In. Yeah. So you can't do that in one night. Yeah. If you see, even if you sold out the place. So that's why they're going to keep doing it. I mean, some of the, the, the wrestlers I talked to, obviously everybody gets to be on WrestleMania. It all feels like, so that's great. More people get to have high profile matches than would otherwise. So that part of it, they like, but you know, the party's gone now, which is, I always thought one of the highlights of WrestleMania weekend. And, it's it's too it is too much and I love wrestling as much as anybody. Yep. I mean, but even in my heyday of where I would have been, you know, in the front row at all of these, 
two nights would have been too much. You're just it's too you're too fatigued. And if I did have one criticism, and I thought it was a great two nights of WrestleMania. So you watched both. You watched all eight hours. Not uh, on in the background. Okay. You know, not like hardcore. There are certain things I was absolutely glued to and watched. Um, but there was also, I thought, not enough variety. Like the Sami Zayn Giant Knoxville match was great because they had a bunch of props and, you know, Party Boy came out and danced around and Wee Man came out and you had all the jackass guys come out. So that part was cool. And they had ridiculous, a big giant hand slapped Sami Zayn down once. They, the finish was they got him in a, a human sized mouse trap. And so that was funny. Yeah. But there was too much just straight up wrestling. There weren't any ladder matches. There weren't any cage matches. There wasn't a cell. There was so much of just the same style of of thing that it was a lot over two days to watch it all okay but it was there were some great moments i thought saturday was actually better than sunday so is this when the um who's the youtube kid from lakewood yeah logan paul at the miss yeah so See, that that, happened, that match was great and i heard that got a lot of buzz so there was a lot of logan it sounded like logan paul has a chance like if he wants to do this not that he's financially needs to but that he can be a star in this if he wants to okay two two things on that one he comes out his entrance uh he was wearing now they both were wearing black and yellow which i thought was interesting and i haven't got a full confirmation if that was just to, to you know chap the hide of everybody from cleveland but he came out wearing around his neck the most expensive pokemon card in the world it's a one of one that he bought at auction for 5.7 million dollars so it's, okay it's, and so he wore that in a chain around his neck he, logan paul could be one of the best heels in wrestling today not tomorrow, today, right, right now, now. He's ready. He yeah. was awesome. They're wrestling the Mysterios. He pulled out a lot of Eddie Guerrero moves, which people and he could because he was a wrestler, right? In high school, like wasn't he, he a high was school a wrestler? Tremendous athlete. Okay. He did everything he did looked believable. Uh, I thought he executed like the three amigos suplexes. He did some of the Eddie's mannerisms, which people absolutely hated, um, and they got the win. The Miz made a great veteran move, got a tag when nobody's looking. They had a double 619. He throws Rey Mysterio onto his son, who was covering Paul, and then picks him up. Skull crushing finale, beats him one, two, three. Um, and then Miz turned on Logan Paul after the match. Now, I don't know if they thought that that was going to make Logan Paul sympathetic and a good guy. Yeah. Because the crowd went bonkers for Miz. Like, people hated Logan Paul, hated him, and he was great. He Loved could not it, yeah. have been better. So he was fantastic uh, on the first night. Then Stone Cold coming back was awesome. And then Cody Rhodes made his return to the WWE after six years as the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes won, and that match was out of control. Awesome. So the so then the, the, the I was going to say that I watched none of it, but the that and then the other thing that I saw was the McAfee stuff, which was great. So was the McAfee stuff was going viral about that, which gets to my my point of that I was going to make of who was the bigger winner of the weekend from somebody who months ago you would not have 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 ever thought and McAfee was was one of the people I was going to say so the last few months for McAfee pretty good <laughs> right pretty pretty good he's got the, the podcast deal uh he had Rogers on all year now it appears if he wants to be a professional wrestler he can be because he was tremendous by all accounts yes tremendous athlete he could be heel or face he could do either one very very well yes he's got everything that you need now, this is going to be a tougher sell for you because I'm guessing you didn't watch the basketball as intently as you were watching the wrestling. Did not. Okay. So, I'm texting with a buddy of mine. There, there's a the hype man for the basketball games. It's a New Orleans singer who's singing this infectious song with this incredible smile, having the best time of his life. And I'm like, I recognize this guy, but I don't, I don't know who this person is, but the music is amazing. Like, he's just having okay. the best time of his life. Killing it. Killing it. Okay. So... 
I, I sort it out. I find the Twitter. Nobody knows who the guy is. Well, it's John Batiste, the guy who's the Stephen Colbert guy. I don't watch that show, but he's the band leader of that. He's part of the Batiste family, musical family, legendary family in New Orleans. So he has this song that they use for the hype for the basketball that was just an awesome, fun song. So then I come to find out he won like 11 Grammys last night. Wow. So that's a pretty good weekend. That's a good weekend. That's a pretty good weekend. And somebody said, well, look, like for Pat McAfee, he lived a childhood dream. He was he was at WrestleMania wrestling Stone Cold. He got centered by Stone Cold. He wrestled at this guy, Austin Theory. He won a match at WrestleMania. He commentated at WrestleMania. He got to make his entrance, and he came out to Seven Nation Army. And so the crowd's like, uh, uh, sure. Na, na, na. Right. And it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. And then he got to, then he got to wrestle Vince McMahon. Okay. So that's, that's Vince McMahon beats there. him. And then but, he gets to drink beers with Stone Cold and get stunned by Stone Cold in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania. The <laughs> other guy won all, more Grammys than ever, including album of the year. Like he won album of the year. I don't even know who this guy John is. John Batiste did. And in the middle of one of the hype songs, he brings up an image of him in 2002 where he won the Louisiana State AAU Championship and got to brag about his basketball prowess in 2002, which I thought was great. What a, what a th way to take the biggest stage possible to talk hoops and then brag about how good you were 20 years ago. Yeah. I feel like from a financial standpoint, McAfee ultimately wins. Well, clearly. But does he win without the serious gig? Because the other guy's gig's pretty good. I mean, this wasn't McAfee's first foray with no. the WWE, and he's been the commentator for SmackDown for well over a year. He had a great run in NXT fighting Adam Cole and did some crazy stuff. So he's done some big matches and done some crazy things. But, Ma I mean, McAfee just did something that is a one-of-one. He's, one. he's in there with Stone Cold, and then he gets And Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, yeah. What do you think? What Does Vince want them both to be part of it? Will they both do it? What is their incentive to do it all the time? McAfee is the – is the SmackDown commentator? I know, he does but it like every if, week. if he wanted to be like the star of the WWE, couldn't he do that too? I mean, maybe he he, he doesn't want to take that kind of the responsibility that you have to do. No, yeah. but he does. I mean, he goes every week and does the commentary for SmackDown live. It's incredible. Yeah, no, he's a, a part of, of the WWE. And it's, McAfee, what the crazy thing is, it started the first year they got him involved. It was just to kind of host and and do like the pre-show at a WrestleMania, and he showed up in a tux with shorts, and apparently there were. People who weren't happy about that, and he's like, I didn't know if I'd ever be back. And and then it's obviously worked out well, and he had to run wrestling in NXT and then doing this in the commentary. And, I mean, and now he's a just full a on superstar. He's, a, he's a megastar. Yeah, he is. He's a megastar. Elk and Elk, serious lawyer, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Coming up next, football morning in America's Peter King. Yeah, clean. Once a year. Once a year clean. Um, it's already on its way back, though. When did you shave it? Yesterday, Friday? No, uh, Saturday, Saturday. I mean, it's already well. Saturday so after it's you already well it on its way. Before you went to Florida, no, or I shaved before it you Saturday. went to the Bahamas. I shaved it Saturday. Yeah, I think just the tr the fact that I had to drive seven and a half hours. Like, Get this off my. I face. want every all of it off. That's what I did, and I usually do it once a year. Usually, it's back quick though. Well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, you listen to Cleveland Rosalia on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Gambling without any limits on how much you're going to wager, how long you'll play. It's like a football team going to a game without a game plan. It's probably going to end up in a loss. So always set limits before you bet. Get more tips like this at keepitfunohio.com. That was a wild encounter. It's insane what just You brought Miss K in. That's right. For kegs and eggs. Yeah. And Miss K is emphatic that I'm saying it. Keg? Keg? Kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. With no A at all. no A at all. Even though you're saying kegs and eggs clearly with an A. Yeah. It was stunning. It was, that was stunning. Like, it was a she, stunning scene. She literally not came the out of the radio for. booth. <laughs> she looks at me. She goes, have you been dealing with that all day? I said, yeah. yeah she goes, right. I've been dealing with it all weekend. First of all, you, you agreed. You're on, you're, on team, you're, on, you're on our team, Gibe. I, I, but I didn't. Like, it's I've been dealing with true. it. We, we've been talk- I said, we've been talking about it. She goes, I can't believe he. Just he has not stopped talking about this all week because it's stupefying and and like like what was crazy it was I mean that really was these are not the droids you're looking for that's what she just, just tried to Jedi mind trick us she really did she's like no he said it the way I'm saying it no <laughs> no not I don't I love Miss K but I don't yeah. think I am no you're saying kegs and eggs kegs and eggs yeah. like everybody kegs and eggs that. yeah Greg like Greg. I was like we watch Succession they don't call him Greg they call him Greg you know the only one who does call him Greg Greg. Is is the uh, Tom Wamsgans? Tom Wamsgans yeah. calls him Greg. Greg, Greg. Greg. yeah, Greg. Come yeah. here, Greg. <laughs> hey, real quick, yeah, Michael Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins. Him I don't too. know why I just called him Mike. He was um, he was a guy who him and Laurenitis both their after their junior years at Ohio State would have been um, top ten picks in the NFL draft. Both of them would have been. And they both came back for their senior year. They came back to play with Todd Beckman, who was a first-team All-Big Ten quarterback the previous year. Tressel had convinced them all. They had Terrell Pryor coming in, but it was Beckman's team, and Pryor was going to be used as kind of a gadget guy that first year, or so it was a thought. Beanie Wells was on that team. It was mm-hmm. a loaded team. Brian Hartline, um, really, really talented team. And Brian Rabisky was on that team. And, and Malcolm and James came back to win it. And it was kind of derailed by – Pryor's freshman year because Trestle really botched kind of the handling of all of that but he and James both of them just the utmost character like not once did they they could have thrown people under the bus and rightfully so they cost themselves a lot of money both of them fell in the draft James ended up being the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Rams and Malcolm is a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Saints and the, and the Eagles and it has a tremendous career and just a good dude just a yeah. really, really good dude. Both those guys, three stars, by the way. Uh, James out of Minnesota and then Malcolm out of uh, New Jersey were both three-star prospects and turned into the, what they were. And Malcolm, it goes beyond just the field. Like, he is he is a good Total human. Leader. Yeah, the leader of men, uh, puts back into the community. He loved those two communities, both New Orleans and Philly, like loved helping in those communities and, and all of it. So he is a he's an all-time great Buckeye. And a good dude. Yeah. And, and re- really very well respected around yeah. the league. Yeah. Great leader. Jeez. That, there's a great video of Chris Long deferring to him where he think you know, that when, when the, caught on the NFL films between him and Chris Long. Have you guys seen that with the VD joke? <laughs> you haven't seen that? Oh, you got to see. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. <laughs> it's a very good joke between him and Chris Long. Where Chris Long, and this speaks to it because Chris Long was a really high draft pick. Didn't he go second or third in the draft? Had, yes. had a really good career on yeah. bad teams with the Rams, then won Super Bowls with the Patriots and the Eagles in back-to-back years. And he was this was actually when he was in Philly, like how much he revered Malcolm. And they were the same age, Chris and Malcolm were. 
but Chris looked like up to Malcolm as like you'll yeah. see it in the video. It becomes very obvious. Uh, this from Football Morning in America. Expect the NFL to have two huge Thursday night games to start the season. Really? Yeah. So, so the, oh, week really, one and week two. Yes. I, I, I the headline was a little interesting. I was like, wait a minute, they're gonna have a doubleheader on Thursday? No. But it makes sense once you read it. I mean, they they want to have Amazon with a big, yeah, a big okay. start to their Thursday I just, night. Camp. I, I'm not a. I like it. You know, we do the show, coaches show on Thursday, so I like it from that perspective. But in in terms of, I, I actually prefer Thursday to Monday. To be honest, though, I do prefer prefer Thursday to Monday. I get pumped. Yeah, it's the start of the be week. Good. Yeah, Let's yeah, it go. starts it off. I don't mind it. I, I'm fine with it. So the Rams will be on Thursday night uh, to open it, and then the next week will be a big one. Uh, the, the They're reportedly week. trying to get the Chiefs, the Chiefs. Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, that or Chiefs Chargers. Both of those would be pretty no brainers. Yeah. yeah, that's a big conference game in week two, though. They said they might go Rams. Didn't they mention the Broncos as a possibility for the Rams yep. too? Russ yep. against the Rams. Yeah, and then they would do Chiefs Chargers. Chargers. I mean, Chargers got Herbert. They've got Khalil Mack now. They've got Bosa. Yeah. They've got J.C. Jackson that they signed. I mean, that's a loaded. You really couldn't squad. have done better for L.A the launching of football. Like, if people don't care about the Chargers, they're never going to. No. And they're exciting and fun to watch. Yeah. Great uniform. Yeah, they really are. Um, new overtime rule. Okay, so this – I have no patience for something that only happens. It should be the same always. Thank you. There should, if you're going to have a new overtime rule, then it should be that way. In the, I hate the hockey one, too, where they do shootout in the regular season. They play for the – play till somebody scores in, over, in the regular one. We, there, there are I'm rules in one society. Set right. One set of rules. I don't really care what they are. Like you have varying degrees on how much you want to argue about what things should be or shouldn't be. But like, Here, my God, have one rule. Here's the other thing. You and I both know, being around here, being around these coaches, being around these players, what goes into yeah. a game. There must be a winner and a loser. Yes. The notion that you can play a football game and have it end in a tie without a winner or a loser to me remains absurd. And I know we've we've had ties since I've been here. It's it's just it's crazy to me. You need to have a winner based on what the fact that people So now we're gonna play the ties? In the regular season you can still have a tie. So that still exists. Like if yeah. you play all the way through the so the does the, the I mean I postseason there must be a winner obviously postseason must be a winner. But now in the regular season it'll be last year's overtime rules. Same, yeah, they'll be the same. This will only change no for sense. the postseason. That's stupid. I mean, I think that's stupid. I would should be the same always. Agree. I mean, there's just there's no reason to have two. Dead, so the explanation at the time that came out was that there's such a bigger sample set of overtime in the regular season that. It, the team receiving the coin toss has won 50%. It's basically 50-50. Okay. And in the postseason, for whatever reason, it was lopsided, and the team that won the, the coin toss was winning at a significantly higher rate. Hmm. And so they wanted to – they said it's working in the in the preseason – or the regular season. But the fact is, you can't have a tie. No. One man's opinion. No, I agree. Yeah, you shouldn't have a tie. That's no. that's where you're at. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer's employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com. To learn more, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Bow for Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River. Over 300 whiskeys, craft cocktails paired with made-from-scratch menu items. Char has Pappy Van Winkle Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Old Forester, they're in stock. Stop by this week. Stop in. Watch the games this weekend. Watch the Masters, perhaps. Don't forget about the amazing food. Support local. Visit Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River or at charrockyriver.com for more. And now, here's Z one-on-one with Chase Winovich. Very happy to be joined now by one of the newest members of the Browns defensive end, Chase Winovich. And Chase, first of all, welcome to Cleveland. Welcome to the Browns. So fired up to be here. So how did this go? How did you kind of find out this is because it's different, right? It's a trade. So somebody comes and says, hey, you're now a Cleveland Brown. Kind of walk me through what happened and, and kind of your first thoughts. I was down in Boston and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go down and get a workout into the facilities. And uh, like it was in all my workout gear. They're like, hey, they want to speak to you. Uh, you know, I got the news and, uh, you know, obviously there's mixed emotions anytime you sure. go through such a life event. But I was, you know, ecstatic, you know, just, you know, from the moment I was talking to my family and uh, the proximity to my family in Pittsburgh and Toledo. Um, and to be a Cleveland Brown, it's, it's a real honor. I'm, I'm so excited. The dog pound, baby. Let's go. Let's go. You know the passionate yeah, fan base. And listen, yeah, you I know. I love the passion. And you've been in this area. As you mentioned, you have family here. You play your college ball in Michigan. You know what football means in the state of Ohio. So to kind of get back into this region, that's something you're pretty excited about? Uh, like I said, I'm right, you know, dead smack in the middle, two hours, both sides, by my family. And just uh, the, the, the passion for the Cleveland Browns. I had no idea. So many people were so fired up about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh, and, yes. And, uh, you know, like just, just getting connected with some of my teammates. Uh, DPJ and Miles. Fine man, DPJ. I, exactly. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm seriously, couldn't be more excited. So I imagine one of the first things when this happens is you were like, okay, you want to go talk to your position coach, Chris Kiffin, and say, what are you guys kind of envisioning for me? Or defense coordinator, Joe Woods. Cause so kind of how did that go? And what do you kind of see your role as coming here to the Browns? Yeah, the meetings went really well, but ultimately it's, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty open-minded in terms of like the utility of me and I'm pretty open-minded in terms of like what I'm willing to do. Uh, I just want to help us. I, uh, I feel that sincerely uh, and I just want to help us win. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Simple as that. That's what it's about yeah. in this league. Certainly. Hit, hit, peop- hit people, uh, you know, play hard, uh, be, be disciplined in my assignment and, uh, and win. And listen, you, you put on the tape, 11 sacks your first two seasons. I know you're battling through some injuries last year and thing, you know, things in the NFL, they change. But you go back to 2019, 2020, you can get after the quarterback yeah. and you seem to enjoy getting after the quarterback. Exactly. And I, like on a personal note, I feel that I've, I've gone through a tremendous amount of, of growth and development and, and that sort of thing is tougher to measure. You know, it's like, especially as a football player. Sure. It's like what travels within cannot stand still without. Um, and I just know that on a, on a physical note as a football player, uh, you know, I'm only getting better uh, as a football player. I'm only getting more athletic. I am only increasing my knowledge and understanding of the game. Sure. And all of those little things will add up separately. And I, uh, I hope to, uh, to reap the fruit of that, that hard work this fall. Is it wild to think about? And you go back to when you get drafted and the excitement of that, and you come in and listen. Five and a half sacks as a rookie, that's like, oh, the game's kind of coming pretty easy to me. And then all of a sudden, you go through the highs, and then you have a low in the sense you're traded. But on the flip side, that is, hey, there's another organization in this league that says, I want you right now in our building. Exactly. How does that kind of like going through that journey? And what have you learned really in those last three years? I just think that just in society in general, we always look at things as like. This is good. This is bad. This is a success. This is a failure. Sure. You know, it's like we, we, we chop things up into these two extremes. But the problem is, is that when you do that, you leave out the room for possibility. 
And the possibility is, uh, is you know, on the other side of, of fear or anxiety or like, what if, what, you know, it's like, is, is, uh, is possibility. Like I said, it's like yeah. the, uh, the potential and, and what that can be um, ultimately is going to fall on me. There's, uh, you know, there's certain things that fall on my, my lap and my plate and certain things that don't. And uh, this opportunity is, is one that uh, I want to, you know, take advantage of and uh, make the best possible. Yeah, and I'm sure you will. And one thing that I, you know, when you talk to the guys who come in who are going to be rushing the passer for this organization, it's always nice to have a guy like Miles Garrett out there with you. And he's going to occupy a few people, and if you can go win your one-on-one, typically you got a good chance to get home. Exactly. It's just, um, I, I, you know, I find playing football uh, isn't even the hardest part about playing in the NFL. From my experience, it's, uh, you know, it's it's all the little stuff and, and putting it all together and, and doing it day in, day out, week after week. Um, and, you know, there's, there's uh, such a tremendous opportunity playing alongside Miles and the rest of the guys uh, that, you know, I, playing football is, like I said, uh, something I love to do. I, I think is, uh, is something I was, I was put on this earth to do. And, uh, you know, I, I want to do it uh, as best that I can for as long as I can. What do you love about the game? I would say that there's nothing quite like it in terms of its ability to provide a sense of freedom to me. Uh, it's like, you know, it's not about, it's not about the money. It's not about uh, the exposure. It's, it's, you know, for me, I, I, I just love, love playing football. I just love being out there and like that, the exhilaration and the thrill of like, you know, you know going against and battling people and like chasing down quarterbacks and like all that stuff is uh, something you, you work the entire year for, but it's those little moments that, uh, that make it so special. What's something you would want Browns fans to know about you that maybe they wouldn't know just from, you know, putting you on tape or going and, and looking you up on a Wikipedia? I don't really know. I just, uh, I hope they can uh, get all the information they need to know about me from watching me play on Sundays this year. That's right. Leave it all on the field. Well, exactly. We're excited to have you here. Welcome to the Browns. I'm looking forward to seeing you get out on the field and, and, and leave that impression on everybody who roots for this team. Exactly. Damn good player. Plays with a ton of passion. Odd to see him without long hair. Yeah. No flowing locks. Flowing locks. Yeah, you're used to seeing the it's flowing like Nice locks. crop top now. Yeah, I, I think they'll, you're going to like him. You'll like him a lot. And I think if you think about him in that kind of Tech McKinley role where he is able to just kind of play with his hair on fire and, and just chase and run and get after the quarterback, I think he's going to be very successful. I mean, first year's of the league is 11 sacks. That's solid in a sub-package role, and I think that's what he would be for the Browns. If you get five and a half sacks out of that third guy, you going to feel really good about it. It's a win, dog. Still so much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns. So much. 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Nine twenty tonight, boys. Jeez. It's ridiculous. The Saturday doubleheader. You didn't need a game to start in an eight twenty. Yeah, an eight fifty. That was like eight forty nine. It was eight fifty when we was yeah. on finally Saturday was. Yeah. You didn't need that. No. Bump that up. Come on. Come on. Nine twenty. Four and brutal. seven. Even it's nine o. Even nine o five is. I mean nine twenty. That's you're staring. The, you're staring on the barrel at midnight. One shining moment. That's like if you don't 10. go to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like Carolina. I will not be watching. Screw both of them. <laughs> uh, I'll watch for sure. So, like Carolina, all the momentum. There was a, a tweet that just went out. Rumors, teams calling Seattle about trading for wide receiver DK Metcalf per at Rapsheet. 
Haven't heard anything per at DKM14, DK Metcalf, with a tweet saying he has not heard anything <laughs> as the source. I love that. I love when players do yeah, that. Yeah, like he's having fun with that. All right. Good to be back. We are back tomorrow. Yes, for great more fun. The next level is next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.